Today is, uh, I don't know what today is, because uh, we're in quarantine. Today is just another day. Today is just another day in the life of two people who are bored out of their minds and want to talk about baseball. That is correct. This is the inaugural episode of In Foul Territory, a baseball podcast by baseball fans. Yep, so buckle your seatbelts and... Whatever the rest of that phrase is, because I am ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. Let's get into it. So Let's obviously we have the coronavirus has ruined the season. So now there's only 60 games. Uh, otherwise, we would have just been getting off of the all-star break. We would have had about played about 90 games. But you know what? That just can't happen because life It just can't happen. So, obviously, Corona has derailed the season. Uh, Players are opting out. Coaches are opting out. Umpires are opting out. So, first thing we should talk about is what opt-out do you think is the most important? When you look at the opt-outs, you got guys in there. You got Buster Posey for the Giants, who, let's face it, back end of his career, doesn't help at all. Basically, the only thing that he's good for is the veteran presence now. Yeah. That's it. That's all he helps with. He doesn't really matter that much. You got a guy from the Diamondbacks, Mike Leak, starting pitcher. He's 32 years old. What is he going to do for you? Not much. He'll give you some quality starts. Maybe. Yeah. That's about it. Back end for him. I think the most important one you're looking at, it's probably going to be David Price for the Dodgers. The They do have a pretty good rotation already. They got top end Walker Buehler and Clayton Kershaw. But the back end is not so pretty. But that David Price, that three starter, good lefty. I mean, they're all lefties basically in that rotation. Yeah, but I think Walker. in terms of what he brings to the table, I think that one's going to affect him the most. Yeah, that's a good one. There's some. There's been some big names. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman opted out, but I mean, this was probably going to be his last season anyway. I don't know if he really comes back after this. Uh, Joe Ross, who's probably going to be like the fifth starter for the Nats. That's not really that important. That that um rotation is already deadly um david price is probably the easiest one to pick out because they don't really have that much starting pitcher depth i mean you got alex wood you lose hunjin ryu to the blue jays so david price was kind of that replacement but you know i it also doesn't help with the mookie trade makes it look a little bit worse you get mookie for at most or two months maybe and that's it and then you lose Verdugo and Kenta Maeda, and then you don't even get to have David Price as your three starter. So I'd say I'd say that's the easy pick. You could also go with Nick Markakis, mm-hmm. who is an all-star caliber outfielder. But um, obviously, as we saw a couple days ago, Puig took a spot. Yep. So they signed Puig to, I believe, a veteran minimum deal for one year. So that's kind of their replacement. Mm-hmm. Which Nick Markakis isn't very good defensively. So Puig kind of is a big upgrade in that part in that department, but batting wise, I'd much rather have Marquez, more consistent hitter. But I, it, I'd say David Price is still the number one opt out so far. I would agree with that. But let's uh, go on your point, um, Marquez. He's 
he's a pretty good hitter, not a great fielder. But and Puig, he just brings. I mean, I think overall, I think Marquez is the better hitter, but Marquez doesn't have that electric factor yeah. that Puig can bring. And if the Braves, which they're obviously in a spot to contend in their division this year for sure, now that you know the Nats just lost Rendon, I think they are definitely in a spot to compete for this one. So bringing in a guy like Puig, who's pretty good in the postseason as we've seen before. Yeah. Even though they didn't quite win the World Series, Puig still was able to keep them in that, uh, both of those those series, some clutch hits. So I think that's going to help them down the long run. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at, it's not really an upgrade at all, but it's not a downgrade. You're no. basically just getting the same player for less. Basically. So I'd say, yeah, David Price, easy, easy, number one on that opt-out list so far. Mm. But, um, yeah, the Puig deal, I was surprised that it was the Braves. Uh, you know, it's going through the last few months, been wondering where Puig is going to go if he gets signed at all. I thought the Rays were probably the number one, and then along with the Cardinals, because Cardinals don't have that much outfield depth, right. at least not great outfield depth. Mm-hmm. But the Braves, I think the Marcakis – um, opt out, kind of forced their hand, shoved them into that um, Puig deal. So I think it's going to be good for them. I do he, too. He can also um, come off the bat, or he can be your DH now that they have the NL for this year because of Corona. So I think he'll be a pretty, pretty good signing. I think so too. I think he's definitely a guy that's going to bring some interesting tangibles to the table. And uh, I was surprised to see that he didn't go to the Cardinals earlier. See, they did lose Ozuna to the same team, the Braves, Mm -hmm. now that he's there. Um, Selfishly, I kind of wanted him to sign to the Tigers. That's just a fan's bias because we stink right now. Yeah, obviously. And uh, he'd have been a nice addition. But uh, I think think he's going to fit in pretty well with the Braves, that culture they got going on. Ozzy Albies, Acuna, and Freeman leading the way over there. So I think uh, he might uh, fit in. And he might even be there for more than a year. Who knows? Who knows? knows? I mean, he could be good trade bait, too, if he's having a real good year to start off. I mean, it's a veteran minimum deal. It's not like he's getting paid boatloads of money or anything. Right. You you really can't lose. You lost your starting right fielder. You might as well take your chances on Puig. Right. Kind of going off topic a little bit, but it's almost like Cam Newton. To the Patriots. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Going into kinda. football. You know, Cam Newton's a much better football player than Puig is a basketball player. Yeah. Basketball. Baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> yes, I absolutely. But just that same kind of concept. You know, bring him in. The Patriots just lost Brady. Braves just lost Marcus, even though that's a pretty bad that's comparison. That's an even worse comparison. That's a pretty bad comparison. But in the sense that they're bringing into a place a guy for dirt cheap who has proved that he's been he's good. It's a low-risk, high-reward. Correct. It's a guy that bats 250 and plays good defense. Yep. It's not the end of the world if he stinks. Right. All right, moving on. We have more topics to talk about. Like MLB uh, has been active again on their social media accounts because the season's getting ready. we got one week. Um, I thought the... Top, their top 10 rotations was interesting that they put out. If you want to read that off, we can discuss that. So 
On their list, they started off, they went with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, we'll just read them off. And number two, they went with Tampa Bay. And at three, they went with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, number four, the Cleveland Indians. Number five, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number six, the Yankees. Down to seven, the Rangers, the Mets, the Astros, and rounding it out with the Cardinals at number 10. Yeah, it's not – I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that good of a list. But, I mean, I th- I think you look at some teams like – like the Nationals are a clear-cut number one, I think, for me. When you look at Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, and then I guess kind of Animal Cena. He was pretty good last year. You know, for a four-starter, you're you're in a pretty good spot, especially when those are your top three. Um, the Reds, I was surprised because they just – they're not – I don't see it. I don't either. I don't see it. Luis Castillo is good. I like him a lot. Sonny Gray was back to form last year, but he wasn't amazing. And Trevor Bauer absolutely stunk it up last year. He was terrible last season. Agreed. So, unless they expect, you know – I mean, Trevor Bauer, when he's right, is – very good, but I don't know if he's going to be you know, back to normal quite yet. Sonny Gray is kind of a wild card. You know, I don't, I don't know if I see that as the third best rotation. I would wholeheartedly agree. They've got, they just don't have that star. No, basically, they they just got a they got a good crop of of guys that can go out there, give you six plus quality innings, give up three runs or less. You know, eight plus Ks, but they don't got it. They don't got the star power. They don't have a star. They don't, have, they don't have a clear cut. This is our guy. No, they got Castillo, who's obviously a young up and coming guy, who's, who's really good, but he's not at that point yet. Yeah, there's. I don't look at a single guy and go, "That's a Cy Young caliber pitcher." No, and I'd say the same thing for you know maybe the Indians. You know, I like Bieber and Clevenger, and they've got Zach Plesac, but. It's not great. You lose Kluber to the Rangers, um, who wasn't really the same Kluber as he was before anyway, but I don't know if I'd put them that high. I think there's teams that have, you know, one, you know, at least one Cy Young caliber pitcher and then another one that's, you know, at least borderline Cy Young all-star caliber that you could have put higher. I'd say, like, the Dodgers, I mean, Kershaw was one of the best pitchers of the last, you know, 10, 15 years, and then you have Walker Buehler, who is Cy Young caliber as well, and Kershaw still really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, David Price kind of ruins that. Um, you know, Alex Wood's not bad. They've got Bruce Dar, um, hopefully playing a little bit, and then um, Dustin May, Ginger Guard. want to see him. <laughs> want to see Ginger Guard, but, you know, you look at – those teams and there's some that are just there's a lot of question marks for a lot of these teams there is a lot of question marks yeah so going off of that we're going to do top five rotations and then we'll do the top five worst rotations oh i like that because there's some really bad rotations in baseball right now if you haven't seen they're not good there there's some teams that are fucking bad they are not good so i'll start Top the worst rotations I've seen going into this year are probably I'd say the Mariners. Mariners are like complete dog shit. If you haven't seen what their rotation looks like, it's not good. Their number one starter is Taiwan Walker, who is I believe coming off Tommy John, and before that 
pretty much pitched like he had Tommy John already. So that's your number one guy. I mean, you're I, it's at least you're only playing 60 games. <laughs> you know, if they had to go through 162 with that rotation, I don't think they'd, um, you know, win 40 games. Uh-huh. It's not like their bullpen's good either. No. Not but, a single bit. No, not not at all. There isn't really a single good pitcher on that major league team right now. Nope. Uh, another really bad one. Um, not as bad as the Mariners, but I'd say the Tigers rotation. Tigers rotation, I know it hurts to say, but it's it's bad. It's bad. You have Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd's a solid pitcher. I like him a lot. But after that is just garbage. It's what Fulmer, who's coming off his Tommy John, yep, he wasn't it. really pitching well before that. Right. Um, Jordan Zimmerman, the hundred sixty million dollar man. Oh, yikes! Yep, that one's bad. You got a guy like Daniel Norris. Daniel Norris. There. Yeah. And there, and then Ivan Nova, Yankee legend Ivan Nova, the Yankee legend, and another man's trash, another man's treasure. I'd say another one man's trash, another man's trash. <laughs> correct. That is absolutely correct. He stinks. And he is in our rotation for no reason. That's your fifth starter. That's our fifth starter. and that's, Maybe your fourth starter. And that's embarrassing. That's bad. <laughs> yep. We gave one of the worst contracts ever to Jordan Zimmerman, who's done absolutely nothing for us except shit his pants. Yeah. You got Daniel Norris who has shown some signs of being okay. That's about it. It's not that good. It's kind of sad to see. But uh, I think the only real upside that we have is Matthew Boyd, who hopefully he continues to be our main guy, our ace. And you got Fulmer, who there's so many question marks around him. You've seen him coming into this little summer camp. He looks slim. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but he looks like he's a little guy. He used to be not so little. He was he was That's good. He was a he was a, he was a plump guy. He was a bit of a marshmallow. But uh now he's he's he came in, he, he looks in the best shape of his life. He's throwing the ball well. So hopefully it's gonna be a little bit of a change. We're gonna see uh the former that we saw in his rookie year. He won that rookie of the year. So hopefully that former can come back and we can see the young crop of guys that they got there come up. But uh, just baseline, what we have in the majors right now, not good. No, not good at all. You just got to hope for 2021, 2022 being really good for you. Yes. After that, uh, I like seeing um, Eduardo Rodriguez, if you saw, got corona. So he's out for about two weeks. And um, Red Sox Twitter was talking about what their rotation looks like now that Eduardo is out for, for now. But once you add him in, uh, it's it's not that much of an improvement. But their rotation currently is Eduardo Rodriguez is their ace. And then it's Nathan Evaldi, um, Perez. I don't even know his first name. It's Perez. Perez, it's Perez. is their three starter. And then it's Ryan Weber, I believe. And their five starters, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. That's horrific. Yeah, when when you when you're looking at a major league team and you see that rotation, you wouldn't think it's a major league team. That that looks like a triple A starting rotation. I've seen better rotations on high school teams uh, than you know, the honestly, Red Sox rotation. Yeah, their rotation 
is full of scrubs and and just washed pitchers. Yeah. It's not even like it's like um, prospects or anything that are no. coming up. It's just, can you pitch like five innings? Maybe. All right, get in here. Yep. That's literally it. And when you lose Sale, who's got Tommy John, and you trade away Price, it's not – they went from having a very good rotation to having one that's probably borderline worst in baseball. Yes. And fortunate for them that they're only playing 60 games with this awful rotation. So I think it's safe to say this year is, is basically just going to be – uh, let's get through this as quickly as we can and move on to next year. Yeah, kind of year for Boston. Definitely. Um, but their yeah, their rotation it's it's not it's not going to be pretty. They're mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, I think top end they're going to win twenty games. I don't see them being good at all. <laughs> 20? 20, That's it. Yeah, I could see that. Twenty and forty. I mean, because they don't even have a good bullpen either. They have Matt Barnes and Brandon Workman, and I think that's it. And that's that's okay. But that that's bullpen not... is going to be overworked come yes. like mid August because none of none of those starters minus maybe Evaldi sometimes it's going to get you six plus innings. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez, we've seen what he can do. He's like a he's a four ERA guy at his best, and that's not good. And Evaldi is either going to get you six innings or he's going to go three innings in a lot like nine runs. Yeah. And that's kind of the same for Eduardo Rodriguez. The other three, I mean, shit, I couldn't tell you. I, yeah, I, couldn't I don't even know if they've pitched happen. in the majors before. <laughs> I really I don't, don't know. know. I really don't like, know. They're just a couple guys that were just probably chilling in AAA, but they're not really prospects, but they're, you know, veterans. Yeah. And they're just like, well, you guys are the best we got, so have at it. Yeah, another really bad one. I don't know. It's something about the AL East, man, but the Orioles' rotation is complete it's garbage bad. right now. It, their number one starter, I think, is John Means. John Means. I like. He's a good He's a good player, but he's, he's like, young prospect, and he's your ace already. Like, yeah. That, other than that, I mean, it's dudes I couldn't even name. I think the only other guy that I can name is, and I'll botch his last name, but it's, what is it, Asher Wojciechowski or something? Asher Wojciechowski, I think, that, yeah. Yeah. He's not good, but, I mean, you know, whatever. He's he's in there. Their rotation is just like five dudes that would normally be in the minors for other teams, basically. Yep. And, I mean, you could almost say that about their entire roster at this point because they just they lost, obviously, Trey Mancini, talking about their, their lineups, and then uh, – who is it? They just lost now um, for COVID. Santander. Yeah, Andre Corona. Santander. They just lost him. He was an okay, he's, he's an right okay player. player. So now they basically have Jose Iglesias, and that's about it. And Chris Davis. And ah, mm, uh, you know the goat. the goat, Chris Davis. He hit what fifty three home runs. Hit fifty three home runs in like twenty fifteen. He secured yeah. the bag. And then mm-hmm. last year he went 53 straight at bats yeah. without a hit. Chris Davis is just a fun-loving guy, you know, but he just stinks at baseball. Yeah, it's really unfortunate to see, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll be a feel-good story. I kind of root for, for this. For I like this a, 60 games. I want to. I hope he plays all 60 games because I like seeing him bat. It's kind of fun. <laughs> what? No, number five worst rotations. I think I give that one to. Um, you know, it's probably a surprise. I feel like you could put them higher, but, well, 
I would have said before the Zach Wheeler signing, I would have said the Phillies. Because the Phillies are kind of like the Tigers where they had Aaron Nola and then they had nothing else. Yeah. Like the Phillies are basically one Aaron Nola injury away from being like a 70-win team in a regular season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is all they have. But, I mean, now that, like you said, they do have Zach Wheeler. They went uh, They went out, well, I think it was two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. They, had, they brought in Jake Arrieta, which that clearly did not work out. He secured the bag, and now he's garbage too. Yes. He, uh, he was great for Chicago, obviously. But, uh, yeah, not good in Philly. No, not, not at all. at all. Not at all. But on the flip side, top five, obviously they had, you know, Nats, Reds, Rays, what, Dodgers, and four was Indians. The Indians? Yes. Yeah, that's not – I think the Rays are too high. I think they are too. I, they got – Morton's really good. Snell's really good when he's healthy. And Glass now, I like a lot. And they're kind of like in that situation. They're after those three, it's kind of a mess. So they're they're probably top five, but two, that's a little. I know. think for Rays, I'd probably put them at like four. Yeah, I think you could like, I'd say put. God, I don't even know who I'd put it to. Because like the Reds, aren't. It's not the Reds. They don't really have even a star. You. I it, think. At two, I would put the Dodgers with Price. That's what I was Without thinking. Price is risky, but I think that that's basically three aces. Yeah. yeah I mean, David Price is like a low-end ace Yeah, still at this point in his career. As long as David Price doesn't have to play the Yankees, he's going to be good. Yes. <laughs> other than, when he doesn't play the Yankees, he's rock solid. And I, and I think I, I probably would put the Yankees at three. I think that'd be right. I mean, the we obviously don't have Severino, but you have Garrett Cole, James Paxton, Masahiro Tanaka, Jay Happ. He's been working on some things. He's getting a little whippy with the with the action. He's getting a little whippy. And then you got five, Jordan Montgomery. He's back from Tommy John. He's looked great so far. Uh, I'd say that's number three. So it's probably Nats, um, Dodgers win. I'd say you could put the Yankees at two because there's no David Price for the Dodgers, and then you put the Dodgers at three. Yeah. And then four, you could leave the Indians because they got two really good studs, and then five, put, like, the Reds. Yeah. The Reds, for me, they just don't have the star yet. Yeah. That's that's what they're missing. That's what I – like, they have a great quality rotation, but it's just – it's that star factor. They just it's, don't have – Yeah, they don't have – they need Castillo to develop into, you know – that Cy Young caliber player, and they need Sonny Gray to be back to, you know, that all-star caliber pitcher that he is. And Bauer, same thing with him. He's got a rebound from his rough last, uh, rough, rough 2019. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the one thing I had an issue with that we're going to talk about next, and that's that's they did their top 10 lineups list. Uh-huh. And I got bone to pick with MLB because I I think their list is kind of it's kind of dumb. Their list is stupid. All right, so I guess we'll just get into it then. We'll, we'll, let's let's see. So it started out, we got the Dodgers at number one mm-hmm. with the top lineup. Then you got the Twins at two, the Astros at three, the Yankees at four, the A's at five, and then to the end around, you got the Mets, White Sox, Cubs. Red Sox and the Angels. 
First thing I'm going to say about that crap list is that how are the Braves not on there somewhere? That's I would love to know that. I If there's one team that should not be on here, I think it's the Red Sox. I don't yeah. think they're a top ten. Well, you lose Mookie. They have a good lineup. They do. But when you lose Mookie Betts, I mean, you got, what, J.D., Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, I guess Benintendi, and Mookie, or not Mookie, Verdugo. Yeah. It's not it's, bad, but I think you got the not. Braves. I think the Braves deserve to be on there more than the Red Sox. The Braves have Freddie Freeman, uh, Ozzy Albies, Acuna, Ozuna, and Puig. I mean, Puig's not that great of a hitter, but, you know, 250, mm-hmm. hit, you, know, you know, 15 dingers in a 60-game season, plays good defense. Yeah. It's, for a fifth guy, sixth guy as your best bat in your lineup, that's much better than the Red Sox, I think. I do, too. I mean, shit, I agree. The Red Sox are going to put who, like, Sandy Leone at catcher? <laughs> Sandy, uh, Christian, Christian Vasquez. Christian Vasquez at catcher and, what, Mitch Moreland at first? Yeah, that's not good. I mean, that's bad. That's bad. Yes. <laughs> that's not good. The The Braves are definitely a more complete team, yeah. I would say, on on the uh, uh, offensive side of the ball. Definitely. But other than other than that, I mean – you have the Dodgers at one. That makes sense because the Dodgers, Dodgers have like three, not holes, but they have three like spots in their lineup where it's like, huh, that could be better. And that's probably AJ Pollock in center, um, Corey Seager, who will probably be the starting starting shortstop, and then Will Smith at catcher. It's not like I mean, Will Smith, you can do a lot worse than all three of those guys. Yes. Like if that's if those are your worst players in your lineup, you're probably a pretty good lineup. Yeah, if those are your problems, because you look at AJ Pollock, obviously I think probably a guy that's out of his prime, but he's still a really solid player. He was great on uh, Arizona. Yeah, and then you you look at a guy like Corey Seager, who before he got hurt was you could argue him to be one of the best shortstops in baseball. It was like him point. and Lindor back in like 2016. Yeah. It was like, holy crap, look at this guy. I think he was in the home run derby at he one point. I don't run. think, I think he, he did very good. Rookie year too. Yeah. And then you got a guy, Will Smith. He's, I, I think, what is he, like 26? He's young. He's, he's a young. young guy. He's still got time to develop. He's not bad. He's, he's, he's probably, good. you know. He's, he's if, that, if you're Will Smith is your catcher, you're probably a pretty good team. Yes. You know, if you're complaining about Will Smith and your catcher, you're, the rest of your team's probably really good. Yeah. but So I think with those problems, I do think that they probably, number one is probably a good spot for them. It's, I don't know yeah. if, if that's how you feel too. It's the only spot for them. Yeah, the Dodgers I think so. Are, but this, it's not number one that I have a problem with. It's number two and three and then four. All right? How, how are you putting the Yankees at four? How is that possible? Do explain. Oh, I'll explain <laughs> because I'm mad. So, like, you have the Twins at two, right? And then yes. the Astros at three. Well, we don't even know if the Astros could hit without banging on fucking trash cans yet. So, right. how about we put them a little bit lower? Oh, we missed that point. Opt-outs. The uh, the Houston trash cans, they opted out they this year. Yeah, the, so the, the trash can opted out. That, they, that's going to hurt them. I think that might be the most impactful you know, opt-out. These, these teams are going to be pumping in crowd noise. You think they're going to be pumping in bang-bangs? I think, you know, it's... They're going to be fidgeting in that uh, in those in those technology rooms. They're going to come up with something there. I think those damn Astros. They're just going to hear it over the PA. Change up. Yeah. Fastball. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be something like that. You're gonna hear some. There's gonna be one little fan in that crowd. He's gonna be yelling something out. I'll guarantee it. Those damn trash throws. Honestly, I'll tell you what. But anyways, back on to the point. So you put you put the Yankees at four, and the, there's one problem with the Yankees lineup, and that is everybody's always fucking hurt. Yes. But when you look at this team fully healthy, because right now in summer camp, this team is fully healthy. Other than Luis Severino, but that's not the lineup. That's the rotation. That doesn't matter. You are going through this lineup. You're number one, DJ LeMahieu. No. So number one spot in the line. Your leadoff hitter is DJ LeMahieu, which is, I mean, that's the best. Come on, DJ LeMahieu. Come on, best leadoff hitter in baseball. Yeah, he's he's the goat. He's lay machine. Number two, you have Judge. Three, you probably put. Either Stan or Glaber. Four is whichever one you don't choose. So Glaber, Stan, whatever. Five, probably Gary Sanchez. Six, you're putting Luke Voigt, maybe Aaron Hicks. Seven, we'll say, you know, Luke Voigt. And then eight, Urshela. And nine, you have your DH, which is probably Miguel Andujar. That, I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's a better lineup than that. I think you can go down every single spot in that lineup and be like, uh, yeah, there's really nobody you can do better than that. I mean, all around, the Yankees team is just disgusting. They, uh, that lineup is pretty filthy. Um, I, I, MLB, they put the Twins and Astros uh, ahead of them. I definitely would put them over the Astros. Um, the Twins, though, it's it's interesting. Uh, I mean, you look at it last year, the Twins did have more home runs than those big bomber Yankees, which that's one. not everything. That's one not everything. home run. Right. And, you know, I think, I think if the Twins had a rotation, and this is just in terms of the team, not, not just the lineup. If the Twins had a rotation like the Yankees have and it was healthy, that team would be unstoppable. Well, yeah, and if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> the point is, the Twins don't have a fucking rotation. The Twins do not have a good their rotation. Line, their lineup is deadly. Their lineup is deadly. You got Donaldson. They bring in Donaldson. They just brought in Donaldson so on you, top of you've got exactly. You've got Mitch Garver. Then you probably put Sano at first, second base, Luis Arias, shortstop, Jorge Polanco, third base, um, Donaldson. And your outfield is going to be what? Probably, um, uh, I can't think, Marlon Gonzalez. Center field, Byron Buxton, he's always hurt, but, you know, he's solid. He can, he's more of a fielder than a hitter. And right field, Max Kepler, and your DH is Nelson Cruz. Yeah. It, See, now, now the thing with the Twins, just all the way around, they're just hitters. Yeah. They're hitters. They really don't have, like, a, a weak point, but, but to that same argument, neither do the Yankees. Yeah. And the Yankees have that big star power pretty much exactly. anywhere you look. You got Aaron Judge, Jim Carl Stanton, Glaber Torres is an upcoming star. They they have that it factor, and, and it, it's pretty unbelievable to see that the, the the Twins, in terms of hitting, are right up there with the Yankees when they don't have those huge names in their lineup. But I do think the Yankees do have the better lineup, but I think it's close. It's very close. It's close, but you know. Every single time the Yankees played the Twins, they beat them. So like, and that could also be accredited to pitching too. 
Well, you know, but maybe the Yankees are just better. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, the Yankees are better. Yeah, team. I wise. think I think it is close though. So I think I would put Twins at three, and I would put the Yankees at two. I think the Astros they sit pretty at four. Yeah, I think because I mean, obviously, I don't like talking about the Astros now, but uh, I mean, all cheating aside. You still look at who they got: Springer, Altuve, Correa, all those guys. Yeah, that's still a damn good lineup. Brantley, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, it's a deadly lineup. It is a deadly lineup. I think this year, obviously, they're gonna have, and, and next year and the years on, they're gonna have a lot to prove. Yep. To to not only the fans and other teams, but to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got a guy in there, Jordan, who you know he wasn't up for that, so you know yeah. he's. Not so much for him, but same with Michael Brantley. Right. So, you know, you got those guys in there that they weren't a part of it, but but for their big crop, Bragg, Correa, Springer, uh, Altuve, they they got some things to prove. They're gonna have to yeah, they're gonna have some big shoes to fill now that people know exactly what was going on in Houston. Mm-hmm. Number five, who do they have number five on that they list? That's the A's. The A I could see it. The A's they're not, they're not great, but they're not bad. I, you need, you got Matt Olson, who's great. Marcus Simeon's great. Chapman needs to be more of a complete hitter defensively. He's a fucking magician, but yes, he. I mean, he can hit homers, but he's gonna bat like two forty. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, outfields Ramon Laureano, uh, what Mark Canna and Steve Piscotti so out there. I think, yeah, Chris Steve Davis. Piscotti, Chris Davis. He can still kind of. It's a know. pretty good team. I think they sit. I think five is about right for them. I think no higher. Move them lower. They probably could be. I mean, I think if the, I was looking at the teams, I would put the Braves at five. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do. They do have quite a good three, four, five, or two, three, four. However you want to yeah. line them up. Um, probably rivals just about any of them in baseball. In terms mm-hmm. of their two, three, four, or three, four, five, wherever you put them, yeah. But uh, no, I do like the A's a lot. I think uh, Marcus Simeon definitely surprised a lot of people. Yeah, he was, I think what second or third? In I think MVP he was. Voting? I think he was second? third in MVP voting, second or third. Yeah, but which you know he's he's a big surprise. And then you got Chris Davis, who I mean he's going to hit two forty eight every single year. <laughs> Let's hope because he was he was bad last year. Yeah, if he's hitting two forty seven or whatever. He's going to hit like thirty home runs at least. Yeah. So they do they do have a lot of upside though on their team. Obviously, um, uh, Romiano or is it Romeo? Or Ramon Romiano? Loriano. Ramon Ramon Loriano. I think he's got a lot of upside too. So uh, I think they're definitely going to be interesting to watch. But they could probably be shuffled anywhere between five and like eight. Pretty I think much. that's probably where they fit. Then they got the Mets at six, which I know you have some strong opinions about those that, Mets. They're not that good. They're, I they're don't, not. I don't really. I they're don't, they're not they're that good. Like Alonzo is good, but he's overhyped. Yeah, Alonzo's not really that good. Yeah, they got P. Alonzo and Jeff McNeil. Yeah, and I like Jeff McNeil a lot, but what well, other than that is well, who's their catcher? Wilson Ramos. That's not that bad. Um, Conforto. And who else is even in their outfield? What they, oh, they got they, Cespedes still. You, you can kind of count Cespedes, but let's be honest, he's probably going to get hurt yeah. eventually. Um, he's, we haven't seen him play in two years. Right. 
That's uh, JD Davis is out there. I think he's in yeah. third. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Cano's still playing. Cano is, yeah, he'll probably DH. And what shortstop is um Ahmed Rosario? I think so. I think still. I think Ahmed Rosario is still on the team. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not that impressive. It's Alonso. really not impressive. It's they not... have Alonzo and that's it. Yeah. That's they have a decent bullpen. Their rotation's good when healthy. Right. But that lineup just is the not... lineup I think is a little too high. Definitely too high. It definitely could be a lot worse. Don't get me wrong. It could be way worse. But but I definitely think putting them at number six in the Braves, not even in the top ten, is is a crime. Yeah, like, I think that is a crime. That's. I mean, I'd say the Phillies are better than the Mets lineup wise. Yeah, yeah. You look at the Phillies. I mean, uh, Bryce Harper leading the way there, but I mean, you know, he's. Going to be an MVP candidate, or is he going to hit 230? And last, last year he hit 260 with 35 dingers and 115 RBIs. And everybody acted like he was overrated and overhyped. Right. Like, that's a damn good year. It's a pretty good year. You have, you're going to have Bryce Harper, JT Romuto. Reese Hoskins isn't bad, but he's not great. DD is probably going to have a bounce back year, I think. Gene Segura. Um, well, I guess outfield. They got Jay Bruce still, who yeah. will probably DH. And I mean, they got they got piece of they got McCutcheon, who's not he's well past his prime, but he's still a good contributor. Right. I say that lineup's a lot better than the Mets. That's I agree. Probably, that lineup's probably a lot better than most teams on that bottom five on that list. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think even a team that's in this top ten, uh, the Angels, they're at ten. I think they should be a little higher. They, I yeah. think they should be over the Mets. I mean, you look who they have. They've got obviously the best hitter in baseball without a question. They got Mike Trout. They've got the GOAT. They just brought in the what was he, the runner up for NL MVP last year, Something Anthony like Rendon. He was the top three. He was, he was top the top three. three. They just brought him in. And they got Shohei, who hopefully he's gonna be healthy and ready to go, which obviously he pitches and hits, but yeah. he's a very effective hitter. Um you got a guy, probably I think they they hit him in the nine hole, but Angelton Simmons. Yeah. Well, he's a probably the best defensive player. In baseball, honestly, yeah, no one's better than best him. defensive shortstop. Which, I'd say for sure. Which you know, he definitely isn't anything special in the hitting category, yeah. but he can still get it done. He can still yeah. hit the ball. Uh, they got that young second baseman, David Fletcher. Yeah. He looks pretty good. But I think uh, I think that lineup is criminally underrated. Yeah. I think going into this year, I think they're gonna they're going to surprise a lot of folks. I think they might be able to finally compete. And then not even to mention, they got Justin Upton too. Yeah. Well, he's a solid left fielder. Justin Upton, Tommy LaStella too. Yeah. Joe Adele's coming up. All he these might, guys. He might play this year. Who knows? The it's only a, problem the Angels have is their pitching is yes. absolutely horrendous. Right. They're, that That's the only thing holding this team back, I feel. Other than Shohei Tani, they have, what, Julio Tejeron? Yeah, they just brought him in. <laughs> who he's way past his prime. He's... Just, he was nothing. He's he was like, good for a season or two with the Braves, but yeah. that was about it for him. But I think they definitely deserve to be probably to be above the Red Sox. I think, yeah, above the Mets. I think they're probably sitting seven or eight. Yeah, maybe six at the highest. I think, but definitely above the Mets. The Mets probably don't even. They should be like ten. They should that they should be ten at best. Yes. I think I yeah, don't even know if they're top fifteen. Honestly, yeah. When you they, really look at it, they're. I don't. I. I don't know what MLB was thinking, putting them at six. They didn't. I, do a good I don't know. I think sitting there at eight in rotations, I think that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. But 
number because basically what they're saying is their lineup is better than their rotation. Yeah, it's essentially what they're saying. Not close. That's not even close. No, not I mean, at all. Their rotation. Yes, yeah, Syndergaard's hurt, but you still have Degrom and Stroman. You have the best pitcher in baseball, and then a borderline all-star caliber pitcher when he's right. And um, well, I guess. I mean, Porcello and Michael Waka. That's I mean, not. That's bad. Porcello but. is going to be hit or miss. He can either just be the Porcello that we've come to know, or he might surprise the world and go win a Cy Young again. Well, yeah. I mean, the first so, Cy Young one was kind of BS. Anyway. It definitely was BS. Uh, that should have went to Verlander, but that's another topic. Yeah. Um, so, moving on, we have the White Sox at number mm-hmm. seven. What do you think about the White Sox? I think they could be higher, but I think they have so many new additions that you just have no idea where to put them. Because you look at, you go position by position, it's a pretty good team. You got Abreu at first, he's a great hitter. At second base, you're going to, I don't really know who they're going to put at second base yet. Uh, Is it Larry Garcia? That, he'll probably be in center field. I, don't, I couldn't tell you who their second baseman is right now. It's like Danny Mendick or some crap like that. Probably. Yeah, I think that's it. Shortstop's Tim Anderson. He can hit. I don't think he's really that good. I think he's a little bit overhyped, but he's a solid player. Third base, you put Moncada, who's going to be a star. What I got you put Eloy in left, Leori Garcia in center, Nomar Mazar in right. Um, Probably put Edwin coming off the uh, as DH, and catcher is Jasmine Grandal. I mean, that's, that's a good lineup. It's a solid. I think they fall into the same category as uh, a slight, a slightly worse version than the Twins. I think. Yeah. They don't. They don't have that that huge star power, but they just got a bunch of guys that can just hit. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, think. they got. I mean, yeah, Eloy and Moncada and Leori, those and Luis Robert. Maybe he plays this year. We don't know yet. But they are. They're going to have. They're a mix of. Good veteran hitters and young up-and-coming stars, basically. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The White Sox, they're going to be an interesting team, I think, to watch this year, bring in a bunch of new guys. Um, I mean, you can't really judge too much on Yuzumani Grandal in the catcher position because, I mean, how how many catchers you got that hit over 300? One? There isn't. He's the only one. Yeah. You know, he's a pretty good catcher, I think, Grandal. Um, Edwin Encarnacion is going to come in, probably hit like 40 home runs, like right. unless he yeah. gets hurt. Uh, I mean, 40 home runs in a regular season, yeah. not if we're playing 60 like games. He'll hit, hit like 20, I think. So he's probably going to be a good add for them. But I think right around that, that 7 to 10, I think that's probably appropriate. Maybe maybe up to 6 high end. Yeah, I think you can put them anywhere around that area, and that would be a pretty good spot for them. Yeah. And then we move down to number eight. This is going to be the last one on this list that we've talked about. It's going to be the Chicago Cubs, who uh, fan bias for me here. But uh, I think they should be definitely higher than the Mets. You look at them. Yeah. Love this team to death. You got your guys. You got, obviously, uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, I mean, your Miller order. You got a guy in there, Jason Hayward, who he's, well, he's Jason Hayward. All three at Hobby. Obviously, of course, my baby, the superstar, that's Javi. Uh, Albert Amora, solid, but I love this team. Um, I don't love that Chris Bryant might leave. Don't love that. It's going to be a Dodger. Don't you dare say that. Don't you dare say that on this podcast. He's going to be a Dodger. Don't. I don't want to hear it right He's either going to be a Dodger or a Yankee. So I, you know what? 
we'll talk about that when the time comes because that's going to make me cry. <laughs> All right, it's going to make me cry. But right now, how are you how are you going to tell me that a middle of the order that includes you got how let's see how we put that. we'll put Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, and UNSS, but it's just 3 4 5. Yeah. You're telling me you're going to take that over a Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, that's not even close. Not even close. And they put the Cubs at eight and the Mets at six. The logic there doesn't add up. It you doesn't. Got, yeah. You got Chris Bryant, former MVP. You got Javier Baez, who I think was second for MVP. Second, three. He was top. Yeah, he was top three. And then you got Rizzo. I mean, I, he hasn't been competing for MVP, but he is probably a top five first baseman. Yeah. I think in the MLB. Yep. One of the best out there. And then you even got a probably the best catcher in the baseball. One, one of like top three. He's top. He's a top five catcher. So offensive wise, offensive wise, he's top three. I think is safe for him. I think there. I think the only real uh, concern is is that outfield, which it's not great. The outfield's kind of trash. Not yeah. Lie. You got Hayward and right, Almora in center, and, and you can put Schwarber in left. Which I mean, Schwarber. Schwarber. If you put Schwarber as your DH, he's gonna be. That's a, that's a I like star. That. I like him in left. Or I like him I mean, at that's DH. That's thirty homers guaranteed in a regular season. Yeah. So you know, I I strongly disagree with with the Cubs being under the Mets, and I think I would put the Cubs over the White Sox too. I think I would sit on this list. I I'd probably sit the Cubs even ahead of the A's. I think talent-wise, you would put a team like the White Sox above the Cubs, but I think you'd have an argument for the A's because the A's don't really have that star power. You know, I mean, their best players match happen, but he really can't hit that well. Right. Other than Matt Olson and Simeon, and Loriano wasn't even supposed to be able to hit. He's just supposed to be amazing defensively. Mm-hmm. So you look at a team like the Cubs, they got more star power, and they're more of a proven team offensively. At this point, I would say a team like the A's, and you could say that about the White Sox too, because they're just kind of bringing in a bunch of new guys. But they have so much um, potential, and they have great players, great offensive players already, and then a bunch of guys with a lot of potential in the lineup. I agree. So I do believe Cubs probably be six or five, five or six on that list. Um, No higher than that. They're they're not breaking into that highest tiers those teams but they're they're up there i think yeah. they're they're they could potentially get themselves into the discussion this year if they uh, actually play some good baseball unlike last year that was just a mess in itself um i mean their biggest problem last year was the rotation was complete yes. or not even the rotation and the bullpen fell apart yes that was uh not good so i'm hoping things are going to change for this little 60 game Half a season that we're going to be playing. Hopefully, we'll have a good start, get into the postseason, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but, I, mean, uh, you know, I mean, that division, I mean, it's yeah, very tough. I'm surprised they didn't have the Brewers as, like, at least an honorable mention just because they have the Elch. Yeah. And that, that reminds me the, the honorable mention they put for number 11, the Blue Jays. I think that's too low. I think the Blue Jays should probably be in the top 10. Yeah. Like, the Blue Jays are probably better than the Mets. Yeah, I just I I want to know what the logic was for the Mets. I don't know. I but don't. Like, you look at like the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have 
Uh, ca- yeah, catcher's a weak spot like Danny Jansen. He's not really good offensively. Um, first base and DH, you're going to have Laddie. Uh, second base, Kevin Biggio, shortstop, Bobachette. And well, I think they signed Travis Shaw. That'll be the third baseman. And their outfields, Lourdes Gurriel. Um, ooh, I couldn't tell you who the other two are, though. I can't think of who. I couldn't outfielders. think of their outfield. Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who their outfield is. It's still like that. That's a That team's, I think, better than the Mets. The Mets have one guy. Yeah. The Mets have Pete Alonso, who I think is overrated. Yeah, he hit 53 homers, but he batted like 250. And like he's not he terrible defensively. Yeah. It, I don't know. And I think the only thing that's setting them apart in terms of a whole team is pitching. That's it. Yeah. Because the Blue Jays, I mean, they just went and they got Hyun Jin Ryu, which, yeah. I mean, obviously he's, he's pretty good. But behind him, There's they lost nothing. Stroman. They don't. They don't really have anything. They have nothing. They've got some great prospects. Yeah. They've got what Nate Pearson. Yep. Who he's going to be phenomenal. Um, but I, he's not ready right now. Not yet. Um. Yeah, he's throwing 103. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think they are they're better than the Mets. Yeah. And like the Mets should not be in the top ten. That's just no. point blank. Period. They should not be any spot outside of the top ten is fine with me for the Mets. Just not yeah. top. 10. They're not a top ten. Not at all. No, uh, they're just not. And that's just that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah, you can't. I, I don't think you can put a team that won like seventy games last year in the top ten. No, <laughs> that's a, no. They were bad. They weren't good. They were led by Alonzo, and that was it. Conforto's all right. Cespedes, we'll see what happens when he comes back. But, man, not good. They're not good. No, they're not. All right, what do we got left on the pod? Well, we got the one thing we haven't touched on. Speaking of those Mets, they're a starting pitcher. Uh, you might have heard of him, Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Yeah, you know, kind of he's all right. You know? he's, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he went in, uh, had an MRI done on his yep. uh, back. He what, did he leave the uh, interleague or interteam game? Inter squad, yeah. He pitched an inning in the inter squad game and had left with a sore, sore back, got an MRI. Uh, said it came back clean, yep, right? Came back clean today. Uh, so he's going to be listed day to day. But so he should be fine. Um, probably still going to be something to keep their eye on. Could you imagine if they didn't have DeGrom for a season? If the Mets didn't have DeGrom, let's be honest, that team's already a dumpster fire. Yeah. The dumpster would I just imagine if they explode. didn't have DeGrom. It's a good thing it's a 60 MC because if they didn't have DeGrom this year, they already don't have Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. So that means you have Stroman as your ace. And then Rick Porcello, Michael Waka, and... They'd probably have to throw like Robert Giselman back into the long yeah, rotation. Robert Giselman and maybe like a prospect that's probably not ready. Yeah. Someone like a Brian Johnson on the Red Sox. Yeah. Someone like that a, you just don't know about. Yeah. I'm heavy. Like, terrible. Yeah. A, a Mets without DeGrom is not something that I want to watch. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> uh, I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Mets fans. Oh, my gosh. I already do have... feel bad for Mets fans for the simple fact that they're Mets fans. Well, yeah. Imagine living in the same city as the best franchise in all of baseball and you choose to uh, root for the Mets. I just why that why would you why would you do that I don't 
It just doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, you know, you got, you're living in California, you know, you have pretty decent options. You could be an Angels fan, you could be an Athletics fan, a Dodgers fan, a Padres fan if you're crazy. A Giants fan. A Giants fan. Which, there's options, but you're in New York. Let's see. You could go 27 World Series, or you could go for a franchise that's known for their one of their best players that would do crack in the fucking bullpen. Not even just one of them. It was like all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, do, I just don't – I don't get it. And, makes me laugh. Makes yes. me laugh sometimes thinking about it. <laughs> and, and also, uh, how about those Mets? Uh, they got that big old crop of athletes. That's looking to buy the team, yeah. led by uh, that power couple, uh, A-Rod and J-Lo, met with the most unusual group of human beings imaginable, um, trying to buy that team. Because it's like A-Rod, J-Lo, Travis Kelsey, yep, Travis and Kelsey. who was uh, the fourth one? Let's see. I mean, one of the weirdest ones you're going to hear, there's the center for the Denver Nuggets, Mason Plumley. What? He's in there. He is? Yes. With what money? He's Mason Plumley. <laughs> he's Mason Plumley. But he's in the group, I guess. Mason Plumley is trying. What's this group going to offer up? Like $5 million and a firm handshake? I believe right now the, their offer is sitting somewhere at like $1.5 billion, okay. I think. And I think right now it's, I can't remember his name, but it's it's led by uh, this one bidder uh, who's offering $2 billion. But their current owner would rather sell the team to A-Rod and Jayla, they're saying. So yeah, if they come close, he said he would take their offer. Because Steve Cohen wanted to buy them for $2 billion. That's what yes. Yep. And then that fell through, and now they're bidding again. And I I, a, I couldn't imagine A-Rod being the owner of the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go to an owner's meeting, and then you have Derek Jeter in one spot, and then A-Rod in the other. Like, that doesn't make – that sounds so weird. That, you know – it would be funny. I it, I think it would be pretty comedic. Oh, my but, God. You know, at this point, what do the Mets have to lose? Nothing. They have nothing <laughs> at this to lose. point, it doesn't matter. Let's see what A-Rod can do. He'll probably give everyone steroids, and then, you know, they'll probably be good for a year. Don't Alonso talk shit about A-Rod. There's no A-Rod slander on this pod. All right? On this podcast? There's no A-Rod slander on this podcast. Well, it's too late. It's not allowed. It's too late. It's not allowed. Well, I'm breaking the rules. Well, all right. Shut up. Stop <laughs> talking about A-Rod. He's the fucking ghost. Well, in any case, uh, I would like to see it happen. I'd like to see it happen. I'd rather it didn't happen. I'd rather <laughs> see Steve Cohn by the Mets. You know, just give him to Jeff Bezos. Let Jeff Bezos have a baseball team. No. Let him just buy everybody. No. <laughs> He'll just buy out Mike Trout for a billion dollars. You know, typical Well, stuff. yeah, that's what any owner can do. Typical stuff. Typical, yeah, whatever. What else is left? Um, I think, well, actually, there's one topic we haven't hit on. The most impactful free agent signings. Of, this is a good uh, this one. Past this is a good one because this was a busy offseason, unlike like, two years ago. This is, um, this is an easy answer. But I won't get to the easy answer because I want to talk about the other answers. Because mm-hmm. you have a team like the Angels who stink. Yep. Um, you know, even if they have Mike Trout, they win, you know, 70 games. And they add Anthony Rendon, which is uh, um amazing signing. He's going to be godly. 
sad to see him leave Washington, but that's that's a big signing. Um, Zach Wheeler was huge for the Phillies. I think that's going to be a big get to them. They still need a little bit more, but it's a good start. Um, you could say the same thing about the Nationals keeping uh, Strasburg since he kind of hit free agency and then they were able to um, reel him back in. Uh, that's huge for them keep that core of their amazing rotation um, together. But there's only one. There's only one option. There's, there's only, only one option. It's, the, it's Cashman's white whale. It's clearly 100 pounds to the Giants. Ah, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, 100 pence. 100 pence. 100 pence is the most impactful signing. It was Todd Frazier. It was Todd th- Frazier to the Rangers was number one. That was the number one signing by number far. Number one, 100%. It's not even close. I Imagine mean, you trying to get Rendon, like you're a Rangers fan, you're going after Rendon, and you don't get him, so you end up with Todd Frazier. That, you know, that's just that's just going, you want that top shelf whiskey, but you're like, you know what? Bottom shelf will do. Yeah. Whatever. You know, it's a compromise. But they, they compromise in the worst way possible. Uh, I like Todd Frazier, but. Don't give you, you I love Todd Frazier. Five years ago. Yeah. I love Todd Frazier five years ago. Yeah. Todd, Todd Frazier now is. He bats 200 and plays bad defense and hits, you know, 25 homers. Yep. You could basically bring in some retired player off the streets and he'll probably do the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. That, 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 you know, that's not anything. Yeah. There's only one true answer to this question, and that is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. 100%. My fucking baby. My knight in shining armor. Garrett Cole, who is the fucking god. My baby, who's going to bring probably not too many championships. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. When you look at that rotation that the Yankees have, if they're 100% healthy, you got Luis Severino as your two. Tanaka's in there as a three or four. Because they got James Paxton, who's a three or four, who on probably a good half of these other teams in the league, James Paxton or Masahiro Tanaka is going to be your one or two. Yeah. And you got this Yankees team. They're three or four. Mm-hmm. And you bring in Garrett Cole to be your number one with Severino backing him up. And number two, that's lethal. That's that's the best rotation in baseball when fully healthy. Yeah, when fully healthy, it's I don't think it's a question. But that, you look at the arms that they have, when you have those, I mean, you have such a deep um, prospect list for the Yankees, too, with their pitching. You've got Clark Schmidt, Davey Garcia. Uh, there's a few others that are a little bit lower down in the minors that are still doing, you know, they're, they're going to be up here soon, relatively soon, next couple of years. You're looking at a team like next year. So, obviously, Pax, Paxson and Tanaka are free agents. I think we're going to probably bring back one of them. If anything, I'd like to bring back Tanaka because Paxson scares the fuck out of me. Um, you look at team, and that's Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Masahiro Tanaka, Clark Schmidt, and Davey Garcia. Clark Schmidt has the most – Deadly curveball I've ever seen. He's looked great in inner squad. I think he's going to be on the team this year, probably in like a long relief bullpen role or something for now. 
that that's a rotation that's built for the next ten years. Right. Because how long did did Cole sign for? Nine years. Nine years. So he's gonna be there for a minute. And I could I could see Garrett Cole kind of being being a guy like Justin Verlander, who he's up there in his age, but he's still at at the peak of his career. Like it feels like. or Verlander. Exactly. Kind of I could see him being like that. Cause because how old is Garrett Cole right now? Twenty nine. He's twenty nine. So he's he's about to hit at thirty. And, and you got guys like Scherzer, who's what is he, thirty five? He's somewhere around there, yeah. And Verlander's, Verlander's like thirty eight. So I think Garrett Cole is going to be someone like that, who he's still going to be at the top of his game for another eight, nine years. Yeah. To, 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 to go on that contract. And, and with the guys that the Yankees have in their lineup right now and who they have in their farm, uh, 27 might not be a thing for too much longer. I'm going to be Let's honest. Let's fucking hope not because I can't take it much longer. <laughs> I need another ring. I mean, Toronto. don't get me wrong. I absolutely love hearing these Yankee fans squirm. <laughs> and I'm looking at you. I can see your face because you just so desperately want another ring to make it 28. Whereas I'm over here. I just want like a second one yeah. for my team in the last hundred years. You either want the Cubs to win again or the Tigers to actually yeah. make it to the playoffs once. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool thing. Yeah. That'd be a cool thing. But, but, uh, I think, uh, the Yankees, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good. And it's it's gonna be kind of scary. It's gonna be a little scary. I think if I was a baseball player and I had to hit against Garrett Cole, like imagine you're a baseball player and you get to face Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole goes six innings, let's say six innings, you face Garrett Cole for six innings, then you bring in probably Tommy Canley, Zach Britton. And then you have to face Araldus Chapman. That's I go home. Done. Yeah. See you. Don't you know I at retire. that point just, just tip your cap and just walk back because you're striking out. I'll I won't even take the bat off my shoulder. Just throw it down the middle. Please just let it end now. Yep. That's it's that's basically torture. Just send me back to the dugout with a little bit of my dignity and just you know move on. Yep. Uh, it's just it's filthy. It's filthy. It's nasty. It's I, I don't know if I've ever seen a better rotation than that. Yeah, you know, I can't say that I have either. It's disgusting. It's nasty. I, uh, There's, like, one team, you could say, like, the 20, like, 12, 2013 Tigers was up there because you had Verlander, Scherzer, um, Porcello, Anibal Sanchez was still in his prime. Like, that's four Really, really good pitchers. Yeah. But. I mean, you could even say way back in the day, those Braves. The Braves, yeah. That, Maddox. Calabri. Uh, Schmoltz, yeah. Like, they're up there with that kind of group. I think at this, when they're fully healthy, I think that Yankees lineup is right up there with them. I mean, yeah. Tanaka. Tanaka's got ERA below two. Yeah. In the postseason. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole. We already know what Seve can do. He's in a Cy Young candidate if he's healthy. Absolutely is. Now, uh, I guess shifting gears a little bit away from Garrett Cole, I think another uh, kind of flying under the radar, I think in terms of uh, free agent signings. Obviously, he's a big name, but I love. We were talking about him earlier. I love Josh Donaldson to the Twins. Yeah, you know, I love it. I don't know if I really 
like it that much because the Twins already had so many good hitters. They didn't have a need. I don't. They didn't really have a need, but I think it's. I think that's just gonna excel them. I think to the top of the division. I mean, uh, they already were there, but they're they're gonna stay. I think. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a contest. I don't in, know. In, in the Central, Twins are kind I of think. built like the Yankees were in like 2017, 2018. Good lineup and good bullpen, but that rotation is just. It's, it's not, not great. It's not good. But I, I like the ad. I do like the ad. I love Donaldson. Bring her rain. I think. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to find his MVP form. Yeah. From 2016, I believe. But I, I like him a lot. I think uh, he's going to fit in there. Um, I think. Twins are going to be a uh, force coming out of the Central. Yeah, especially with like 60 games. I think that, you know, you, it's hard to – you can't really overwork your bullpen, your bullpen in like 60 games. You know, If it was a 160-game season, I could totally see them getting burnt out. But I think this team might be built for this 60-game season. If, they're, if they are able to stay hot offensively and – get decent pitching out of their um, starters, and the bullpen's already pretty good. I could see – I I mean, AL Central seems like a pretty easy bet for them. But, I mean, if the Twins have to play the Yankees again. Twins haven't won a playoff game against the Yankees since 2002. Do you know that? I do now. You do now. I That's do like – they're, they're like – they've won like 16 in a row against the Twins. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not saying that signing is going to make them beat the Yankees, but – I think it's good, but you know the Yankees are just top tier. Yeah, at this point, I don't think. Aside from really Houston, there's I don't think there's anyone that competes with them. There really isn't. There, uh, the Rays. The Rays I'm can not, get there. As a Yankee fan, I am not scared one bit of the Rays. The Rays could be literally the best team of all time. I'd still be like, I don't care. It's the Rays. It's the fucking Rays. It's the Rays. Who cares? The Yankees, yeah. if they have to play a road game in Tampa, there's going to be 30,000 Yankee fans there. Uh-huh. Well, maybe not now. But, you know, non-corona <laughs> yeah. season, there's 25,000 people there that are Yankees fans, and there's 30,000 fans there total. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not – I'm not scared of going to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. There's only one spot. If I have to see the Astros in the playoffs, I tell you, I'm going to be really fucking scared. Because mm-hmm. I can't take I can't take three of four years losing to the Astros, or else I will never hear the end of it. Oh, yeah. If, if the Astros top these Yankees again, oh, boy. It'll be bad. Oh, boy. It'll be bad. Yeah, it will be bad. Twitter will be on fire. The Astros uh, got very fortunate. This year, that they're uh, not gonna have to deal with all those fans in the stands, even though 2021, they're gonna get it. They better. But uh, I think they're quite fortunate that they're gonna be having to deal with uh, automated crowd noise. I want to see if anybody hits them. I think that's still gonna be a big thing. I think I think people are gonna be throwing at them still. Yeah, I think there's gonna be quite a few brawls. I think between the Astros and uh, everyone else. I can't really brawl during a pandemic. That doesn't seem very safe. I mean, you know, I don't think any of the other teams are going to brawl with each other. I think it's just going to be the Astros. Oh, yeah. And I think they have it coming. Like, so I think if the Astros are just getting beaten, like, what are you going to do? You can't brawl with them. There's a pandemic. You're going to go and get in somebody's face? 
You just got to you gotta sit there and take it. Yeah. Which is almost better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And I think uh, one last signing, I think. I'm on the fence about this one. But, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of don't. I'll get your take on it. Madison Bumgarner to the Diamondbacks. It it's it's all right. It's a solid signing. I'd say the Dallas Keuchel signing for the White Sox is better than that one because Bumgarner is he's not really that good. No. They're the Diamondbacks rotation really isn't that good anyway. I think that. Keuchel is a lot more important to the White Sox because it adds a little bit more stability. They already had Giolito, uh, you know, Keuchel, and they got a couple other, like, just, you know, mid-tier arms in there. It adds more stability than I think Bumgarner does to the Diamondbacks. I think uh, the Diamondbacks last year, they were kind of a team that, you know, they're kind of like a pesky little mosquito. Like, they're you not know, bad. They're not bad. They kind of came out of nowhere. No one really expected them to be good. And then you had Kettle Marte really uh, break out, mm-hmm. uh, if you would say that. Uh, it kind of just came out of nowhere. And I think them adding Bumgarner, I think it could be a good thing. I think, um, you know, obviously that brings an ace to them because they, they lost Corbin. Yep. Uh, I think I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't think they're anything right. special. But, yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. not bad, but it's not great or anything like that. No. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes for them. Yeah. I think um, uh, they still got a long ways to go. Oh, yeah. They, they have a good lineup, but that, that rotation isn't that good. The bullpen's pretty mediocre other than Archie Bradley. So yeah. They're not going to compete, but I think it was a solid end. They're easy second place in the, in the NL West because there's yeah. just nobody else who can no. Content. You got the Padres that are just gonna consistently disappoint. Just, their lineup is good, but they they don't have a rotation nope. at all. Mm-mm. Think what they they got Chris Paddock. That's uh, it. That, yeah, that's it. Who it's Chris got? Paddock and what Denelson Lamet, I think. Yeah, they got good that's prospects, but that's not gonna yeah, help right now. That's not gonna help right now, but in the future, maybe. And then you basically got the Double A team, the Giants. Yeah. The Giants are just—they stink. There isn't a single player on the Giants that I think would make it on like the Dodgers roster. No, there really isn't. There's like, Hunter Pence. No, no. Where's Hunter Pence going to go? Jock Peterson, Mookie, and Pat and Pollock and Belly are all better. Yeah, but I don't even. Do they still have Brandon Belt on that team? Yeah, he's not. He's good like either. their best player. Jeff Samarja, maybe because he's a righty. No, I think he's a lefty. Jeff Smart, I think, is a lot. I guess he even takes over for David Price. That's the one guy. Yeah, that's it. They have one guy. Yeah. They have one guy that's good enough to be on the Dodgers roster. One guy. Oh, yeah, well, they just bring Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar's on the Red Sox. That's the Red Sox. Yeah, that's who we forgot to mention. Yeah. Oh, he's not good offensively. No. <laughs> but, no. Yeah, it's 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 going to be all Dodgers in that division. Diamondbacks probably second or third. Yeah, it's but. Dodgers, then it's Padres and Diamondbacks fighting for second place. Yeah. That's it. But uh, the overarching... Impact signing. It's definitely that Garrett Cole. It's Garrett Cole. Easily. It it's it's Garrett Cole. There's, yeah. there's still a lot of good moves, but I think uh, him and Rendon clearly top the list, I think. Definitely. I think, yeah. I think those are really the only options. That's Garrett Cole. Yeah. Garrett Cole. He's Garrett Cole. He's Garrett Cole. He's going to do Garrett what Cole What more things. can I say than he's Garrett Cole? Yeah. 
<laughs> all that's right. All you need to know. That's that'll do it for today's episode. Back in a week, a nice little season preview episode before the season gets started next week with yeah. Yankees Nats, and then next game after that is Giants Dodgers. Two games. Yeah. Next Thursday. Two games. Before before that. Yeah. We'll get into out. some predictions. What we think is going to happen for the season in terms of uh, some awards. Who's going to win what? Any surprises coming out? We'll talk about that. It's going to be interesting, I think. It's going to be It'll great. be a fun conversation. It'll be a I great think. conversation. I'll come in with some uh, some curveballs for you. I'll get into some hot I'll takes. I'll have my trash can ready. <laughs> Good. I'll be it. Who you Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like stocking.